Welcome to episode 8 of the Cars Podcast. I'm your host, Yuri Andrzejczyk. Among the topics that we have on hand today is Vice President Pence leaving the Indianapolis Colts game due to players kneeling for the national anthem, white men committing more shootings than any other group, white supremacists going back to the Robert E. Lee statue in Charlottesville, a Houston's restaurant protest in Atlanta, a woman throwing a drink on two Lakers fans for not standing during the national anthem, and more. And I'm going to start off with um, Vice President Pence coming to the Colts 49ers game today. Um, You know, he was in the press box with his wife and everything. And it turns out that he was instructed by Don Trump to leave the game if players kneeled during the national anthem and disrespected our country. And you know what? He left the game. And, you know, it's no surprise to me that Pence would do this because... Him and Trump are the epitome of everything that these athletes, particularly black athletes, are protesting, you know? And who who are they to tell how black athletes can protest when this country is dominated by white supremacy? And it's a fine example is electing a white supremacist and Donald Trump to the White House. And what really what really confuses me is that these these conservatives, these these flag obsessing fans they think this is still about the troops. They still think this protest by the players is about the troops when a year ago, Colin Kaepernick, who first brought this movement to light, who first kneeled during, during the national anthem in the preseason game, said it's about people not receiving equal rights in America and people of color not getting treated by police, which is 100% true. And he made that fairly clear. That wasn't about the troops. It wasn't about the military, you know? And a lot of veterans, like I said before, they applaud Kaepernick for his efforts in the community. You know, the other day he went to Harlem, donated all these backpacks, $25,000. This man is doing amazing things in the community. And this message was amazing. And, you know, kneeling during the national anthem, I agree with his point. You know, why watch the flag right now that is oppressing people of color? And going back to Mike Pence, I'm not surprised that he's, he's intolerant of these anthem protests, because this is the same guy, this is the same guy who said you could shock, electrocute the gay out of people when he was governor of Indiana. So if if Trump was to ever get impeached and we're stuck with Pence, it's just going to be just as worse. And, you know, I'm sorry that the people of Indiana had to deal with him. And it's like, you know what? Donald Trump, when he was in Puerto Rico last week, he said that Puerto Rico is costing the United States a large budget for the relief efforts, which is ridiculous because Puerto Rico is a United States territory, and you should obviously help them regardless. You should help them if they're United States territory or not. That, that whole country was devastated. Anyway, going back to Pence, it's like you. This was this thing was a whole publicity stunt to me. It was just a whole PR stunt because you know what? How are you going to go to a Colts game? You you know these players are going to continue their anti protest, and then you leave right away, and you cost millions of, of Americans tax dollars for you to fly on that private jet and just to leave because you you hate black athletes for, for fighting for their rights. Give me a break, Pence. You you're not fit to be vice president at all either. This whole administration is a joke. It, this whole administration thinks if if you're not white, those First Amendment rights don't play. You can't exercise your First Amendment rights in the NFL. And and the fact that um you know I first saw Sean activist Sean King reported that that a lot of NFL teams are working with the president, so it's mandatory that players stand for the anthem. And obviously, with all the games that happened today, I heard the Miami Dolphins they they forced the players. 
to stand for the national anthem, which is disgusting to me. It's disgusting to me because obviously it relates back to First Amendment violations. And you know, I applaud the the few players that stayed in the tunnel um, during the anthem. So you know, it's just the United States is seeming like like a complete dictatorship right now. Oh, if you listen to the to the to the top white leaders in office, you're not your your rights are taken away in America. And you know, you know, as a as a white male living in America, it's it's disgusting to me because even I, I, I know I have privilege, just like every single other person, white person in America has privilege. And instead of using that privilege for good, for helping minorities, uh, leaders in Washington, they're using it to go completely backwards. And it's, it's just an embarrassment to America. And we're, in, we're an embarrassment to the world right now just because of these disgusting race relations going backwards, Donald Trump being president and... It's just it's just a tough time to live in if if you're in America. It's so divided. Everything's so divided ever since Trump came in. And I think we have bigger things to worry about, you know, like North Korea, these national excuse me, these um natural disasters and not how black athletes are protesting for their rights in the NFL. And um I'd also like to call out Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones because this week he came out, you know, reports came out that Donald Trump contacted Jerry Jones to make sure his players don't kneel for the anthem. And then Jerry Jones came out saying, any player who disrespects the anthem, and I guess that's by kneeling, won't play. And this is just contradicting himself, period, because I think it was, what, two weeks ago? They kneeled before the anthem. He locked arms with his players and took a knee. And which was which I thought was stupid because you did that before the anthem and they have the guts to do it during the anthem to get the right message across. And so it's a slap in the face to his locker room. It's a slap in the face to to the black players that he that he owns, and it's just a complete slave master mentality with what he's saying right now that they won't play if you, if they kneel during the anthem. You like a lot of these guys, these these rich white NFL owners, they seem to forget the whole point of these protests. It's, it's about black people in America not getting the proper treatment that they reserve is that they that they earn. And it, is this is this message going through the other ear of these NFL owners? It's just puzzling to me. How are you gonna treat your players like that? And you know, most of these guys, you need them more than they need you. If Des Bryant knew during the national anthem and you wanna cut him, there's gonna be thirty one other teams calling for his services. And, you know, that's just the way it is. And you can bring lawsuits towards that, too, if you're a player. It's obvious discrimination. They know what you're protesting against. It's for a positive cause. There's no there's no harm in fighting for your rights, protesting, silent protests. That, that, that's the thing that people forget to mention, right? You know, no one's getting harmed. No one's saying any harmful words to one another. It's a completely silent protest. That's been extremely effective. That's the best way. So... What does America want? What, how, how does America want African Americans to protest for rights that they're not receiving right now? Someone tell that to me because it seems we have this discussion every week. Americans want to tell how they want to tell black people how to fight for their rights and they have no right to. They don't. Uh, um, white people in America, they've, they've ran this country from the beginning of time. They've wanted to control everything from the beginning of time. And African Americans, they 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 never received 100% of their rights in this country. Dang back to slavery, Jim Crow, 
Jim Crow laws, the civil rights movement, they never had 100% of their rights in this country. So they still have to deal with the struggles of being black in America every day and worrying about if they're going to be profiled by police, are they going to get punished or cut from a team for doing a silent protest because they know they're not getting the rights in America. And so, you know, whenever these these um, anthem protests, kneeling will be acceptable, who knows? But, you know, I applaud the players that continue to do it because it's for a positive cause. And, you know, as a white male in America, I support the me- I support this message and uh, I stand in, sol- in solidarity with all these players in the NFL, all these black athletes that are fighting for their rights because that's something that they deserve and the way they're getting treated by Americans right now is, is just not right. And staying with the topic of national anthem protests, um, there, you know, there's a Lakers preseason game this weekend and two fans... They they sat down during the national anthem, and this white woman she threw a drink on the two fans for kneeling during the national anthem. And I think she was ejected, and you know it just it's just the America we live in, man. That's that's all I'm thinking right now. If if if, so, if someone disagrees with you, they want to fight you, do everything, especially if you agree you agree with the white supremacist ways of America. If you if you don't agree with the mistreatment of minorities in America, you get the boot, you you get a drink thrown on you, and it's crazy. You know, I've I've kneeled at some games since um I've sat during some games since um since the police brutality incident in Dallas last year, since Trump got elected. You know, it's um none has happened to me, but it's just it's just ridiculous that you know, like I said, going back to um Kaepernick and Trump and and the Pence topic. You um you can't even do a silent protest. You're not hurting anybody, and you you're basically just standing up for the rights of minorities that are being oppressed. So, and that results in you getting a drink thrown at you. You should get a drink thrown at you if you're young. The N word at the game, like they did at Adam Jones in Fenway Park back in April. That's when you should get a drink thrown at you, not when you're sitting down to protest inequality in America. And I'm fed up. I'm tired of that. We have people like that in America. And especially with 64% white women voting for a sexist white supremacist. Everything's so backwards in this country. You know, and um, I hope I hope the NBA even takes more proper punishment towards her. I hope she's banned from every single NBA arena because that was a, it's, it's just a disgusting move on her part. And th- there's no place for that in any sports venue or any venue in general. So, you know, I... Uh, kudos go out to those two fans for singing during the national anthem for pro- for promoting something good that we need in America and you know just we don't need any more people like that like that woman in our country once again you're tuning in to the cause podcast moving on to another topic there was a protest in Atlanta over the weekend at the Houston's restaurant in the Buckhead area of the city and basically what the protest was and it, it was led by rapper T.I. also um the incident really was that African Americans they're being discriminated at the at this restaurant. They weren't being seated. And I saw a clip um that was recorded. They, um one of the employees, they weren't even they couldn't even come up with an explanation of why. Um I, I believe it was four African Americans why they weren't seated. And um you know, I've been to that restaurant in Atlanta and Houston's and other cities in the, around the country and um I kind of had a feeling they, there might have been a racist vibe in that restaurant because um, obviously there's there's a pretty big dress code in there and is is that in place because they they want to 
uh, they want to push white African-American customers. Uh, who knows? But uh, obviously there is evidence of discrimination in Atlanta over the weekend. And, um, you know, I promoted the flyer for the protest on my Instagram. And, you know, I applaud the city for coming together because things like that. It's not it's not tolerable at all. And, you know, Atlanta's my hometown. It's um a huge melting pot. A large African American population and you know, you live in a city with, you know, what, fifty two percent African American population and you're discriminating you're discriminating against them. It's like what what sense does that make? You know, what sense does that discrimination make anywhere in America at restaurants? It's like what what era are we living in? Are we still we're still dealing with discrimination at restaurants in two thousand seventeen? And it just it just puzzles me because how when I was watching the footage, that waiter had no explanation, no explanation of why the African-American family wasn't being seated, but all these other white customers were. It's just puzzling to me. So I applaud, um, you know, seeing a lot of these artists from Atlanta, you know, like Tia lead the way, be in the field in these um, protests. And so I hope, I hope that Houston's restaurant gets shut down because... There's no place right now. There's no place in Atlanta, in the United States at all. And, you know, it's sad because it's a good restaurant. It's good food, good steaks. But when you have when you have inappropriate values and morals like that, that's that gives a reason for you to lose your license to operate as a restaurant, for you to make money, all that. Because, you know, a lot, a lot of African Americans are paying you a lot of money for, the, for, this, for this food. You know, you got steaks in there. That's like $40. Fifty dollars, you know, it's a, it's kind of a high-priced restaurant, and so anyway, you know, it's time to shut that down. Just like the hashtag on the flyer said, you know, it had a good run, but once these allegations came out, once all this evidence came out, it's just time for Houston's to go. So I applaud everybody, all the protesters who came out. I wish I could been in Atlanta for that over the weekend, but you know, I'm proud of my city and how they responded to this act of discrimination. The next story is um, going back to the Las Vegas shootings over a week ago. Um, and this news is not a surprise to me at all. The NRA, they're accusing Democrats of using the Las Vegas shooting to try to ban guns. And you know what, man? The, this is It's no surprise. You can't be mad at this anymore because it, it's just what you expect from the NRA. You know, they're, they're obsessed with their guns. They don't care the amount of destruction uh, some of their guns can cause. Like they did in Las Vegas at the Mandalay Bay at that Route 91 festival, you know it's just of course they're gonna try to attack Democrats because they have enough sense to say some of these weapons should be banned. It's the reason that a lot of these guns are used in the military and not anywhere else. You know it's just so the fact that they're trying to they're trying to bring they're trying to bring politics into a Democrat excuse me a political party into this. It's just crazy to me. It really is. How many more mass shootings will it take for the NRA to say, okay, we shouldn't be selling these to the public anymore. These guns shouldn't be sold at gun shows anymore because, you know, Stephen Paddock, he supposedly passed all the background checks, but you know what? And these these guns shouldn't be allowed in America. And I think hotels should take the proper measures to scan the luggage so these guns won't be found. And so... Americans, yeah, you have a right to have a gun in your home, a pistol or whatnot, but but these kind of guns that could shoot off 500 rounds in three minutes, 
You know, he has no place. Keep that in the military, okay? And so the NRA, I love how they want to they want to attack Democrats for that because they know Republicans, they'll, they'll try to defend guns also. They're the same people in Washington who blocked numerous bills by former President Barack Obama, bills that would help regulate gun control. And you know what? They didn't do it. And this year, they passed a bill that would, that would even allow the mentally ill to get a hold of these guns. So you know what? Republicans control the majority of the branches of government in Washington. They still they want they want to make any positive change, and so I knew that would be the situation when Trump got elected, because I don't know I don't know what it is with conservatives and their guns so much, and you know because I'm from the South, right? You know I'm from Georgia, and a lot of these conservatives they they don't want anything that'll happen so their guns will be taken away. What do you need these guns so far? So there's so much for. It's like the world is a crazy place. I know. But just have all these guns, it's ridiculous. It's like you use a gun for the right reason. If someone's going to kill you, but bringing it everywhere you go, to the movies, to churches, even I remember there was a time, I think it was last year when the lawmakers wanted to let people bring guns in the, in the sports stadiums. And yeah, that would be a really good idea. Okay, when when fans are already getting drunk off of drinking beer and whatnot. So you know what? The solution is just ban these weapons of mass destruction, the real weapons of mass destruction. Don't let average citizens get a hold of that. Don't sell these at gun shows. And then, all right, they need to stop defending people's criticism of guns. Because that's what's killing a lot of people right now. They didn't offer any condolences to the victims of these shootings. First things out their mouth is just, oh, Democrats are trying to ban guns. Give me a break. Uh, talk about things that matter right now. Like the 58 people that died. The 500 people that got injured. We don't have time for your for your expression of y- your love of guns. We really don't as a country right now. Because, you know, someone else, when they hear that number... That's the that that's the fifty eight people killed is the biggest mass shooting. The next mass shooter is gonna be like, oh, how can I top that? So we need to take measures to prevent that from happening and not to defend your your love of guns. That's 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 all I gotta say about that. And uh, a recent study came out saying that white men have committed more mass shootings recently than out of any other group, out of any other ethnic group, and that that's no surprise to me because. That's exactly what happens at black churches such as Charleston in 2015, the Aurora, Colorado shooting in 2012, the Sandy Hook shooting in Connecticut in 2012, and now the Las Vegas shooting a week ago, from a week ago today. And, you know, America loves to paint that scapegoat. and mis- They love to paint Muslims as scapegoats and have that misconception that Muslims are the real terrorists. But what, what terrorism acts do you see them committing here in recent memory, hmm. but and so America, they they love this. Other Americans they love to say they they love to have this mindset that oh, if one Muslim commits a crime, their whole community has to be held accountable. Why don't everyone? Why don't people do that for white people in America? When if if one one person shoots up a school or a church. Or or a concert, and how about all white people in America have to take account? They have to take accountability for themselves. Yeah, that does seem bad, doesn't it? How how you think Middle Eastern people and Muslims feel, and and black people in America being labeled thugs for no reason? You know that does feel pretty bad, huh? When you you you're forced to take accountability for your whole community, and so 
the, the Americans are so scared to to label white men as terrorists, the ones who commit these mass shootings. They want they want to paint these labels like oh they're a lone wolf, a lone wolf. What the hell does that even mean? They're terrorists, okay? They're domestic terrorists. Just call it what it is. Don't don't try to use the every single amount of white privilege that you have to not label an obvious terrorist a terrorist. They're, that's what they are. They're not a lone wolf. Stop bringing up the past. They were an accountant. They were quiet in school. What matters is they killed a million people, a lot of people, and that a lot of these white terrorists, they're planning their next attack to top 58 people being killed. Black people in America, Muslims, they're not plotting right now how many people they have to kill to get the record for the for the most amount of people killed in the mass shooting. Okay. So America needs to get it together with, with the labeling who's a terrorist and who isn't. If you're committing an act of terror, you're killing people. You're a terrorist. There's no the definition doesn't say if you're white you're not a terrorist if you're Muslim you're a terrorist if you're black you're a terrorist if you, you if you if you go out and try to commit terror whether it's with violence or etc then you're a terrorist stop trying to stop trying to defend every single white person in America when they commit a crime just because this nation is predominantly white I'm sick of it as someone white living in America and minorities people of different religions. They shouldn't have to go through all this this treatment just because of unnecessary profiling. And it's sad that this mindset is instilled into a lot of Americans. And eventually these these inhumane morals, they're going to be instilled into into the youth. Teenagers, kids, a lot of this bigotry is going to be tarted like it is, like, hey, like it has been for hundreds of years in America since it was founded. Not all men are created equal. When when America got its independence, founding fathers want to say, oh, every man was created equal. That's what it says in the Constitution. That's a complete lie. And you see it right now with the profiling of who's labeled a terrorist and who isn't. Let's just be real about this situation. Stephen Paddock was a terrorist. Whether the media wants to admit it or not, he was a terrorist. We're not going to label the Muslim that's living in our community that, that has a real good job, that's making a lot of money, a terrorist. Okay, so now hold, hold, hold white mass murderers accountable just for every other person who commits a crime. Everyone who commits a crime should be held accountable regardless of race, religion, all that. Admit that white terrorists are terrorists, period. Speaking of white terrorists, all the white supremacists that are trying to defend the Robert E. Lee statue in Charlottesville, Virginia from coming down in August, they came back last night. And you know, I guess I guess they haven't learned their lesson. And you know, you know why they feel so bold to come back to this statue and try to protect it? It's because our wonderful president hasn't condemned them. He was he labeled these neo Nazis and white supremacists as fine people, but wanna call NFL players who are kneeling during the national anthem to fight for their rights, sons of bitches. It, it's unbelievable. That's these white supremacists know that they could get away with this because the leader of our country, of the free world, won't condemn it. And they know that these Confederate statues are wrong. They're racist. The South shouldn't have these anymore. And I'm from Georgia where there's, there's a town called Stowe Mountain. It's east of Atlanta. They have this huge mountain. And in this, in this carving, they I think it was four Confederate soldiers. And I remember um going down there as a kid. 
I didn't really know what that meant, but as I got older, I understood. And today, I still don't go there unless those carvings are taken down. So go, going to school in Charlottesville, Virginia, University of Virginia, it's a scary place because you got to deal with those kind of people all the time. And that Robert E. Lee statue needs to be taken down. We already saw Austin, Texas, the University of Texas, take down a Confederate statue on their campus. I applauded them for that. And so the town of Charlottesville, they need to do the same. They need to stand up saying they don't support the type of people that live in their town. And it's basically showing that the town, they don't mind that racism is being displayed. They don't mind the bigotry that's happening. So, you know, I know our president won't take this statue down. The Robert E. statue needs to go. It's not about culture. It's not about history or, or your family. If, you, if you're proud to have family who fought for the Confederacy, you're a racist. Just admit it. You're, you're, you're flying that Confederate flag on, on your truck in the South. It's racist, okay? It's not about heritage. It's about that flag stands for hate and racism. So the sooner that all these Confederate statues get removed from America, the sooner that a lot of these Americans realize that white supremacy is a problem. And it's up to to the community as a whole all around the United States to fight to get these statues down because obviously our president won't do it. This is episode 8 of the Cause Podcast. I'm your host, Yurian Dryashuk. Thank you for tuning in.